we're back. We're here to see what this dinner party is. It a fuck party or is it something worse? <laughs> we we come back in on our our hero Gudger sitting awkwardly uh, has continued to just move food around your plate, um, and everyone else is seeming to make conversation. I guess how conversational are you during this uh, sort of? dinner period uh, i see myself as being probably a bit more observational um you know doing a lot of uh-huh yep sure all that as barbosa sort of spitting food on the side of my face and talking <laughs> and mostly just trying to listen to these other conversations and you know just being agreeable the uh keeping the- keeping a close eye on was alice the one that actually overheard the other thing mm-hmm. uh the conversation yep yeah so kind of keeping uh you know, maintaining short bursts of eye contact with her, making, you know, seeing how everything's kind of going over there. So, yeah, the, the, everyone else is engaging in somewhat lively conversation. You can tell Alice is a bit more reserved. She's definitely has taken note of what you and Barboza were discussing. And, uh, uh, Barboza looks around the table and, uh, <clears throat> he asks for, uh, oh, I see everybody has uh, mostly finished with their meals. Um, we move on to the next thing then. And he turns and looks at Alizar and Uthun, and they both just nod their heads quietly. Uh, very good. And he claps his hands, and uh, servants appear from uh, two doors on, on the side of the room, and they uh, quickly clear off the table for, uh, from the food and clear the empty, uh, empty plates and bring out a small slice of, uh, what's your favorite pie, AJ? Rhubarb. <laughs> they, they, of course it is. <laughs> uh, they, they bring in, uh, slices of rhubarb pie and set them down in front of, in front of everybody. And, uh, uh, they they go back and leave, and Felix uh, Sprouse immediately just starts like shoveling the pie into his dumb face, and we we uh, camera pans over and sees uh, it does like that that panning sh- long panning shot down the table of Felix shoveling his face, uh, Alizar watching him uh, in slight disgust. We see Sydney and Alice tentatively like picking at the. Uh, the pie and taking small bites of it. Uh, Uthun is uh, making conversation with Barboza, who is there both eating the pie. And there's a, yeah, small slice of rhubarb pie in front of you, Gudger. I, uh, I can't resist. Yeah, I knew it. How did I know? <laughs> I can't resist. I uh, take a forkful of the rhubarb pie and ingest it. It is some of the most delicious pie you've ever had in your entire life. Uh, like Chef Bobby Flay was back there making this pie. Fan Elvin Bobby Flay, obviously, totally different. And it you you eat the pie, and eventually, uh, folks are are getting finished with their dessert, and uh, uh, Barboza stands up with a uh, a wine glass in his hand and um, takes a spoon and clinks the side of the glass. I have everyone's attention. <clears throat> Friends, both new and old, tonight we gather as we do every year to celebrate business and personal success, as has been our tradition for the last 800 years. Tonight, we have brought in the best of this wasteland could produce. Could produce. The winner of tonight's contest will be given a portion of our year's spoils, as is written, signed in blood on the contract made all that millennia ago. And Felix, hearing this, stands up. What the fuck did you? And uh, Alazar puts his hand on Felix's shoulder, and Felix's eyes go wide, and he just sits down quietly. As I was saying. The winner of tonight's contest will receive a portion of this year's spoils. The losers will languish in death. Champions, tonight you must navigate through our halls. Glory, finding three special keys. Then find your way below onto the stone dais with which our names are inscribed upon. 
Give of yourself as much as you can spare. They who make it to our altar and give of themselves as most they can may pass to the other side richly rewarded. And everyone is just dead quiet. Awkward. Best of luck. Uh, make a constitution saving throw, Gudger. D20. Yep. Nice. Uh, and I'm assuming you don't have uh, any pluses in your saving throws for constitution. Plus two constitution saves. So, so overall 11. Um, Alice and Sydney both rolled nines. Um, and then Felix rolls at disadvantage. Oh, he rolled, he critically failed. So at best of luck, Felix's head just slams down onto the table unconscious. And you and Sydney and Alice exchange worried glances as you feel your uh, like numbness starting in your legs that's slowly traveling up your body. What do you do? Hmm. What would I do? That's a great, great part of this game. Is like, hmm. What would I? What would I do if my legs were magically becoming numb (laughs) at a weird, creepy? Jeffrey Epstein-esque murder party. I do. Huh. Can I strike Barboza? Is he by me? Yeah, he's sitting right next to you. I would really like to punch him in the face right now. Awesome. If, uh, if that is an option. It total, no, abs- everything. The, you, can, you can do whatever you want. So uh, make an attack roll for me. So it's a d20 um, plus your dexterity modifier plus proficiency. So is that in the, the saves or is that just... No, sorry. Uh, so uh, your dexterity oh, okay. modifier is plus two. Okay. And then your proficient. So 21. Okay, so great. You roll a 21, so you hit. Uh, so your uh, your punch lands on the side of Barboza's head. Um, unarmed strikes do D4 damage, so roll a D4 for me for damage. Okay. And that will be plus your strength uh, bonus. Um, so three. Okay. So a pretty palpable crack of the jaw as um, your slightly drunken fist connects to the side of his head and Barboza f- like falls out of the chair and sprawls out on the ground and just starts laughing maniacally as do uh, uh, as does Alizar and Uthun they, they all just start laughing at you and the room starts to spin and move it's almost like the walls begin to breathe and Sydney now tries to stand and the chair falls over behind her and she loses her balance and falls the great sword across her back, uh, creating too much weight. And she falls backwards and lies sprawled out on her back, flailing uh, as strength looks to be leaving her. Quick question with the um, with the lesser healing potion that I have. Uh huh. Just out of curiosity, is that basically just like an XP health bump or does that? Is like it, does that act as an antidote for anything? It so it it would not act as an antidote for any sort of like poisons or anything. Okay, it would just be for like raw he- hit points. Cool. So if someone stabbed you and you lost HP, you would be able to replenish it that way. All right. Um, I feel like I want to. So so we're in the dining hall. I'm trying to think about the blueprint here of the room. Do we have to run back out? Like, is there only kind of one door in and out of the dining room? So no. Walk so back out and then go to the foyer in order to go on this search. So good question. The uh, uh, the dining room that you're in is uh, so directly behind you is the big doors that you guys came in through mm-hmm. uh, from the foyer. Um, to your left and to your right are side rooms where you imagine might be like the kitchen or the prep preparatory area uh, where the uh, attendants came in from earlier. And those are the two doors in this room. Okay. Um, I, I know that it, legs are a little weak and a little spinny, but I feel like I want to head to the, the doors to the kitchen or whatever rather than the foyer. Like, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, you you stumble, and, and the the weight of your legs is becoming more and more pronounced as muscles begin to be paralyzed and um, strength begins leaving your body. So it is difficult, but you manage to kind of hobble your way over to the door and slam the door open, and you can see a bunch of terrified servants that are that are backed up in the corner of the kitchen, um, uh, arms up against their chest in. Uh, in apprehension to your arrival inside the kitchen. You feel like drool starting to come out of your mouth and part of your face is becoming it's a little harder to talk. I ask any, all of them, uh, can you help me? Like, is there anything you can do? Uh, Roll persuasion for me at disadvantage. Okay. So you roll 2d20 and take the lower. Roll 2d20. Yep. Yeah, there you go. I'm a pro now. Yeah, you got the D20s. Not persuasive. <laughs> so you rolled, at disadvantage, you rolled a four. Uh, Solid. And I, I think it's plus four. Your persuasion is plus four. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yep. So uh, overall, eight. And well, let's see if anyone's feeling sympathetic. One of them is extremely sympathetic, and she... Like looks to the others and goes down onto the ground where you're like now sort of like crawling over to them, and she reaches out her hand to you um, to like help you up. I take it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what's in the food? Do you know what they did to us? Like how how do we how do I get out of this stupor that I'm in? She nods her head. She she looks kind of like she's vaguely understanding you. Uh, when maybe when you don't speak the same language as someone and they're talking to you, you just sort of like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. She she looks to you and, and does that sort of same look of, um, oh, you poor thing, and uh, brushes your hair back from your head and says in broken common, uh, it would be best if you relaxed. It would be less painful. <sighs> I can't relax. Damn it. <laughs> I, um... That's a producer mindset. That's right. Uh, I, I run... Do they have sinks and stuff here? Yeah, well, they... Or, mm, like... Yeah. They'll, yeah, they have, a, like, a water, uh, a some, water a bin. A spigot yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, we'll I, say they do. I run to that and try to drink as much water as I can and, like, splashing it on my face, just trying to get any semblance of you know, whatever yeah. of consciousness back. Yeah. So you, you go over to the sink and like stumble into it, almost fall into the sink. Um, your legs are now completely numb. Um, half of your face is now entirely numb. You can feel like drool and spittle, like working its way down your chin and turn the spigot and uh, cool uh, water pours out. You're splashing on your face. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. Uh, make a constitution save for me. Difficulty is 18. Okay. D20, right? Yep. It was close. You rolled a 15. 15. And then... Plus constitution. Uh, so 17. Oh, so close. You, you, Son of a bitch. you feel it like you have it for a second and you're like, oh, I'm fighting this off. And then the, the darkness just overwhelms you and you collapse in a heap. Your eyes flicker closed. And the last thing you see is that um, uh, servant girl that was helping you. Like she turns and looks at you and she takes her fingers and closes your eyes. And you let the darkness take you. Hello, darkness, my old friend. That was a good harmony. Uh, <laughs> that's next week on um, Des Moines and Singers. No, so you you go into a what can best be described as a comatose state uh, of just black emptiness, and an undetermined amount of time passes before your eyes flutter back open, and you find you're lying where you were left in the kitchen. You feel something papery in your hands, and you can feel feeling gradually working its way. You don't feel feeling. You feel sensitivity move back into your legs slowly. Is there anyone in the room? 
like if I uh, maybe I'm not even able to move my head at this point, but can I see anybody or anyone? Yeah, with my eyes. your head is very heavy and you, you dart your eyes around the room and you see that the room is completely empty. The The water spigot is still running and uh, it is now it has been overflowing and the room is quite uh, the floor is quite wet and the side of your face is quite damp from lying in this running water. Great. Um, am I able to see what's in my hand? Like, am I able to move like my head yeah. and neck enough to kind of see what the paper is? Or yeah. Like, the papery substance. Yep. You, you find a small scratch of scrap of paper in your hands with a, a handwritten note inside of it. The note reads, Oh, I didn't write this. Uh, the note reads best of luck. Uh, find the three special keys with these special keys be able to make your way below to the stone dais where as much as you give you will receive he or she who gives the most receiveth the most that's the important part okay so is my body starting still slow, yeah. kind of coming back? Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting feeling. You can stand up now and, okay. and operate independently. Not feeling great, though, I bet. Yeah, feeling a little bit, <laughs> bit a little of the hangies overs. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to venture back into the dining room to see if there's anyone left there. Like if any of uh, if Felix or Alice, anyone's left, like still, you know, passed yep. out. Yep. So you go back into the dining room and you see uh, Felix is still lying uh, with his head back snoring quite loudly in the chair. Uh, however, Alice and Sydney are missing. Okay. Makes sense because Felix is a fat pig and ate everything. <laughs> so he's going to be out for a while. He's a fat, stupid, piece of shit, shitty shit pig. That's right. Am I able to see... How far is the water flood? Has it did it flood into the dining room or anything at all? Yeah. So you, I guess, make a insight roll for me. Okay. Uh, there is quite a bit of water in the dining room that is flooded in from the kitchen. That's all right. Fourteen, we'll call that. All right. Um, plus whatever you have for insight. Um, probably zero. Plus one. Oh, plus one. Sorry. Mister. Wow. Excuse. Boy, do I feel stupid. Uh, <laughs> So you you surmise that you have been unconscious based on how much water is in this room for at mm. least a few hours. Okay. Am I able to see any footprints as to where the girls might have went from, you know, like as if they trailed through the water or anything like that? Uh, no, you no sign of footprints. So um, this room is, is on the northern side of the, uh, of the mansion. Okay. And so realistically that if they were to go into the kitchen or if there is another room beyond the kitchen they would walk through that okay. otherwise they must have gone somewhere else back to the foyer or whatever uh-huh okay i think i want to go back to the kitchen and then see if there's any additional pathways or rooms through you know beyond the kitchen but through that yeah pathway so you go into the kitchen and you see uh, to the left is a door and to the right looks to be a small, um, not like a door that leads to, it's a, it's a smaller door uh, as if to be like a pantry perhaps. Okay. I want to open the pantry. So inside the pantry you see that the walls uh, are, are lined with shelves and inside the shell, the shelves are completely bare. There is no food of any kind in, on any of the shelves. Look like specifically empty not just like the food got eaten and there's nothing left like there is nothing here um can i start trying to take apart the pantry like you know knocking the shelves oh, out oh yeah hell yeah uh roll perception for me please at advantage so that's 2d20 and take the higher which is good because that's a five and that's a critical success great you you <laughs> Was that, a, was that a wrench in the plans? No, 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 no such thing. Uh, so let's see. The pantry. So uh, you, you move back a couple shelves, and you find behind one of the shelves is a small door. 
a door that's like the side, like like a half door, not even a full door, but one of those small. I don't know if you have one of these in like your at, in your place, but like those little attic cupboard things, they're like yeah. little half door cubby doors. You find one of those tucked away behind one of the shelves. Can I open it? Yeah. Do you open it? Oh, I open it. Uh, you open the door, and the smell of spoiled meat and uh, rot fills your nostrils as you open the door. Uh, inside, uh, past the door, are stairs that lead down. The stairs are made of old, rickety wood. It's covered in a fine layer of dust. Um, I, I go back to the kitchen, and I try to find anything, like cloths, rags, uh, if they have a... F- fire, anything, I guess gather some cloths, rags, maybe a broom handle, whatever. Basically create a torch. Yeah. You know, go and then try to go light it in, because there's a fireplace in the dining room, correct? Yep. Is it still roaring? Good memory. Uh, it, it is at a low crackle now. Alright, can I go and try to light this torch? Hell yeah. Yeah, you light you light your broom torch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you, you, you light your torch from the, the crumbly cracklings of a once great rolling fire and have yourself some light perfect um i take that with me into the little cubby hole and then into uh the ricky old staircase neato so you uh what uh, trapes down the steps um, every step creates a loud of creaky stair steps as you descend the illumination from your light uh, shows that the walls on either side looks to be going into the actual earth itself. This doesn't look to be like the structure that you're going into now. And eventually uh, the stairs descending bend and turn and there's more steps going down. And going down that second set of steps, you hit a another door. This looks to be like a normal human-sized door. Uh, Oh, just a normal wood door doesn't look to have a lock or anything on it. Can I do a detect magic to see if the like if there's anything on the other side of this? Yeah, roll Arcana for me. Is that D twenty? Yep. Okay. Plus zero. So yeah, you're go. not super magical. Four. You feel nothing. <laughs> just, Boy, do I. <laughs> it's just another day. Yeah. Another day in bald man history. Um, I'm going to open the door. YOLO. You you fling the door open, and on the other side is a, uh, a sandstone uh, brick wall. Well, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Am I able... You, you said there was a smell of, like, rotting meat? Yeah. Things like that? Yeah, and, and the further down you descend, the the more that smell fills your nostrils, uh, becoming more and more potent uh, the further down the stairs you go. At the at this sandstone uh, barricade, the smell is almost nearly overwhelming. Mm. Mm. Can I take out my... Uh my hand axe, like the blunt backside of it, mm-hmm. and just kind of hit it a little bit and just try to get an idea of just if it's... How solid it is. Yeah, maybe. if sure. it's just totally this dense wall or not. Yeah, make a... We'll call this... Uh, well, just make another perception roll for me. You're trying to perceive. 19. Rad. <laughs> so you, you're like... <laughs> banging around on this stupid wall and by accident you hit a brick in the upper right hand corner and the brick uh, you tap it and the brick gives way and then it gives even more away and the uh, sandstone bricks spread apart and open up and uh, you are greeted by a overwhelming smell of death sick just another day Uh, make a constitution saving throw for me You barf. The smell <laughs> is so bad and, and stinks so of rotted flesh and decomposing bodies that uh, it overwhelms you. Your eyes water and you get you get sick. It's gross. 
That's nice. it, though. No pen. Just, just for flavor. <laughs> just for a little flavor. Just Speaking for- of flavor, is it okay <laughs> if I grab another seltzer? Yes, please. The seltzers are for the guest. Would you like one? You- yes, very much so. Um, yeah, the, these are delicious. <laughs> Surprised the hell out of me. Love, just kill that real quick. None for you, Winnie. Yeah, that's right. She likes whiskey. Does she really? <laughs> I think it was like Christmas a few years ago. We were sitting watching Die Hard, like you do. And, as you do. As you do. And uh, I had a little whiskey and an ice cube, and she like hopped up on the couch to sit with us and just put her whole head in my whiskey glass and took like a couple big old gulps of whiskey. And it, I had to really push her away from it because she wanted way more. <laughs> Did she act different afterwards? No, I, I don't think she got enough to get wasted because, like, alcohol for dogs is really bad. They don't have a good-sized liver to handle right. the booze. She didn't, she, but she was okay. Didn't do it on purpose. She made it. She made it. She's, she came out on the other side. She's God a thick, bless. thick bitch. <laughs> sure is. Thick old loaf of bread. Yeah, girl is a little loaf of bread. <laughs> She's cute, though. All right. So, so I puke my brains out. Yeah. And uh, the sound of you puking, you're puking into this room that you don't know, like, the size or, like, what this room even is. It's a and good way to enter any room. <laughs> <laughs> Throw up right as you walk in. We call that pulling a Simmons, actually. Yeah, yeah that's what we call it now. <laughs> uh, the, the reverb of your barfing um, c- emanates from this room, uh, denoting that this room is probably pretty big. And cavernous, you might mm. describe. Uh, is my torch still going at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got your torch. You didn't barf on it. All right. I put the torch a bit closer to my face and let the smoke waft in, almost like lighting a match after a dump. Nice. You know what I mean? To kind of get bring the constitution back. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great idea. Um, so I, I get my bearings back. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, keeping the torch, you know, a l- still kind of close to my face to maybe block out some of the smell. I try to just survey the room to see, you know, what light this can cast on for me, uh, the torch can cast out for me, and to see what what's what's in here. So you uh, you have this lit torch, and the light you see the ground is uh, it's a dirt floor, and it's this same sort of like semi sandstone clay sort of material, and. Uh, the, it doesn't look to be a man-made cave. This looks to just be a natural, naturally formed cave. The light from your torch illuminates on the uh, other side of the room, about 30 to 40 feet away from you, a, uh, a wall, a uh, perfectly smooth wall, uh, the same sort of sandstone material, and at the center of this wall is a, a big circular door, and the door has three holes in the center of it. Well, I think that's where I need to go at some point. Hmm. Looking around, am I able to detect what is causing this incredible aroma of uh, death? Uh, You you scan the room with your torch holding it up, and you don't... The room is bare. It's just a dirt floor. There's a few rocks, um, but it doesn't look... You you would expect a massacre of bodies, given the smell that you're intaking. All right, and it only gets more p- pronounced the closer you get to this uh, sealed door. Okay, can can I approach the door and see if if there's anything kind of written on it? As yeah. if, if if anyone you know who was there before maybe scribbled something, anything. Like this that. is interesting that you did this out of order, in a good way. Uh, so you approach the door and you see that um, on the door there are where the three holes are. There's um, above each hole is a uh, reliefed carving of an animal. Uh, one hole has a lion's head, one has a hawk's head, and the other has a snake's head. Um, and each of these emblems sit above their respective holes. So there's a snake hole, a hawk hole, and a lion hole. Lion, snake, and hawk. Yep. Nice. All right. Um, do all the... Well, I guess then all the keyholes probably look a little different, right? Yeah, but, I mean, they all represent keyholes, but they're a little bit... I mean, you would imagine they would probably work differently or be 
for specific different right. keys. It wasn't a great question. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I every there's no bad ideas. Um, <laughs> all right, I so I mean at that point, I guess I have to go back upstairs. Um, so you spin around and you see that uh, the door that you made through the uh, through the pantry is actually next to a uh, ladder that um, comes down from way, way, way up into the ceiling. So it's like the door that I originally found, that that first small door, kind of next to it, there's a ladder that goes up, is what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Right. I... Okay, so can I... Can I close, because I'm assuming some of these doors I left open, can I close the pantry door and then close the, you know what I mean? Like sort yeah, of yeah. tidy like up. Like backtrack and kind of conceal your... Yeah, conceal what I found thus far and then go to the ladder and, you yes. know, kind of test, I don't know, you know, shake it a little, see see how sturdy this baby is. <laughs> For sure. That'd be, that'd be another, uh, in Paul's list of funny ways to undramatically end a game would be oh the ladder's broken you die <laughs> it's just more of my own fear of heights like, <laughs> I would check the ladder I'd be like eh. mm, like kick it a few times <laughs> yeah. like mm, seems sturdy yeah. this is a ladder it is uh, yeah so you go back up the stairs close the doors that yeah. led down and yeah, yeah yeah you can do that okay you cool. do that and come back down and approach the ladder yep I, I will uh, um, ha- how tall does the ladder seem to be? Like, does it, it just It just into disappears darkness? into the darkness above you. Like, your torch doesn't illuminate that high. Literally my worst fear ball. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <coughs> All right. I did a lot of research for each episode. I find person's fears. fears. Yep. <coughs> Heights is a big one. Yep. Um. Just wait till you have to... Never mind. <laughs> Don't even bring it up. I won't. I'm not going to. Would be uncouth. Um, I feel like I'm only going to burn my face off <laughs> if I try to carry that stupid torch up the ladder. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, firmly stick the torch into the ground and, and ascend into the darkness. Great. We are doing uh, confrontation therapy today, AJ. So we're going to have you face your worst fears. Great. Um, <laughs> next up, spiders. Are you afraid of spiders? Not really. No. All right. Uh, so no spiders. I mean, I don't. I, I don't appreciate them so much. I guess I do appreciate them, and that's why I don't consider them a phobia. But yeah, I mean, they're just they're sneaky. Yeah, I don't like how sneaky they are. Yeah, very like, underhanded. Snakes don't bother me. Okay. Know? Yeah. So like, which Centipedes. is strange because a lot of people. Uh, I really don't like silverfish. Oh yeah. There's just certain yeah. So, Creepy crawlies. Certain very fast or very sneaky insects, really, uh, I don't enjoy. I really don't like, even though I think, as everyone knows at this point, bees <laughs> are very uh, important. But, yeah, I've just never had any good interactions with bees. Yeah, ne- <laughs> never. Never, <laughs> never met a bee that was a cool guy. You know? <laughs> so We've all, We all have that one bee friend. It's true. So you ascend this ladder made of bees. <laughs> that's great. No, that's good improv, Paul. Thank you. Was, yeah, sanding the shit out of that ladder. So, yeah, you you go up the ladder, and eventually the light from the torch no longer helps you find your handhold. So it, it takes a few seconds for you to to reach out, secure a handhold, and continue to pull and walk your way up. And eventually, like you reach up for what you expect to be the next rung, and you hit your hand on a uh, like a, a wood floor Mm. okay um i'm gonna have to take uh the hand axe out i guess you say it feels like wood yeah yep um can i try to cut at least some part of the floor out to get you know yeah a sliver of light perhaps so you you bang around with your hand axe for a bit and you feel the uh well you hear the sound of the axe hitting a metal something metal um putting your axe away and feeling back at that spot you find an iron circlet uh, of like almost like a handle that you could theoretically use to perhaps open like a trap door yeah type of thing yeah okay i uh yeah uh, i'm gonna have to push that trap door open because i 
pretty sick of this ladder at this point. <laughs> I am over this fucking ladder. Uh, yeah, so you you push open the the um, trap door and and uh, amber light uh, leaks into the the darkened room that you're in. Uh, you see above you. Um, this is room number. Which room is it, Paul? Uh huh. So, <laughs> so you you uh, push open the trap door, and a, uh, a the first thing that hits you besides the light is uh, humidity and the the wetness of the air that's leaking in from the room itself. Uh, you see that there's a uh, what feels like sunlight coming in to the uh, the room above. Uh, looking into it from where you are, you see that there are uh, dozens of these, oh, I want to say they're like the size of a basketball, um, vaguely oblong spheres that are like stuck to the sides of the walls in sort of haphazard uh think like the eggs from aliens and they're stuck all around the walls inside this room okay I'm gonna have to get up there Paul so you you heft yourself into the room and yeah you see that there are these egg shaped things that are stuck to all over the walls and they're and they're stuck on the floors too you you turn and you see there is a, a humanoid man who is missing both of his legs and one of his arms and his head has been replaced by a giant fly's head and he's just sitting there like twitching um you can't tell if he's really looking at you or if he's just kind of looking in your direction but you see this humanoid fly thing twitching in the corner amongst all of these other eggs okay it, am I able to I mean you say there's some ambient light in the room yeah Am, am I able to trace where it's coming from at all? Yeah, the the ceiling's about twenty foot high, okay. and there's a orb um, that is setting in the middle of the ceiling of the room that looks like if you were to take all the walls and the roof out and were to look up and see the sun, that's what it, you would expect to see. It's oh. like a little sun in this room. Gotcha. Okay. Do I see a door or anything anywhere? Yeah, so uh, past the flyman is a... Obviously not the door I came in through from yeah, the yeah. bottom, but... Yep, past the flyman you see a wood door uh, that looks to be the same sort of door that what you saw in the rest of the mansion from earlier. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Is somebody there? lisp is good. Keep the lisp. Thank you. Um, yes. I'm here. My name is Gudger. What are you? Uh, I don't know anymore. I've been lost in this place for so long. How did you get here? Oh, I, I don't know. I accepted an invite to a party from a strange man in a hot spring. In a hot spring. <laughs> I'm never going to think of a hot spring the same again. You're not going to go to any sauna or any hot spring ever and not think of this gross man or, like, <coughs> wrinkly, hairy, half-elf penis. Oh, my God. Matt, my job is done. My Closing up shop. Done. The podcast is over. <laughs> we did it, everyone. Do you remember how you became what you are now? Oh. No what I've become. Oh, God. And he just starts crying. Oh, it's so terrible. I gotta be honest. You look terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible. Are these all your eggs? <laughs> yes. You've been busy. <laughs> I've had nothing to do. <laughs> Did they bring you here for a party? They did. Oh, God, please help get me out of here. I want to help you, but you you have to help me. 
Do you know where any of the keys would be? Do you know what the keys are? I do. I know. I know what the keys are. I can help you. I can help get us out of here. We're going to get you a speech coach, and we're going to get you out of here. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Gunter. <laughs> yes. In fact, I have one of the keys. Where is it? It's in my baby. Which baby? He, uh, because uh, he's missing both of his legs, and he takes his rotted hand and and pulls his torso over across the floor, sliding. You now see that the floor is covered in this green and yellow mucusy film that is like sticking to your shoes. This is a very much... If you've seen the movie The Fly? Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He goes over to one of these egg sack things and plunges his hand in it. And he, he looks over at you with his big bug-eyed face you have to promise to help me, Gudger. I promise. He pulls out a small brass key, and on the end of the key is a coiled snake. Fuck yeah, fly guy. What's your name? My name? Oh, it's, it's been so long. Um, All right, been so long. All right. <laughs> Okay. It's been so long since someone's called me that. Oh, God, Gusher. Thank the gods you're here. And he wraps his one arm and his other, like, not arm around your torso and is fly sobbing into your uh, tummy. It's gross. It's okay, Ben. It's okay, Ben so long. Ben, Ben, so, yep. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yes, and. <laughs> you got it. You're a fucking pro at this. Um, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get you out of here, Ben. Oh, yes. Do you know, do you have the other keys, then? I, I don't. Fuck. <laughs> yes, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> we have one of them, and that's better than none, Ben. That's true. Um, are you... Are your children living? Like, are these egg, can these eggs ever hatch anything, Ben? I don't know. I've just been making them for so long. None of them have hatched, though, in that time. I've had nothing but time, Gusher. I can tell, Ben. <laughs> I can tell. Um, <laughs> uh, can I, is there a way I can detect life? Uh, if you were a cleric, you could. Otherwise, uh, if you could check like the pulse of someone. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. Like whatever. Like if I can go up to a few eggs yeah. and see if I feel like a little. Roll survival for me. All right. All right, man. All right, all right. All right. Sixteen, and then survival. What do you do? You have a bonus in survival for a skill. Plus one. Plus one. So overall, seventeen. Uh, you you reach over and feel one, and it just is like a cold, lumpy, gross egg. Fuck. You don't detect signs of life, as you know of it. Ben, 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 Ben. I'm stuck into my sheet. No, uh, it's all good. This place is horrible. Why would they do something like this? Can I please, um... Can I play a song of rest for all the babies that were lost? You can. Out of respect for Ben. And in a gesture of my promise. Wow. This is very real. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Um, song of rest heals hit points, right? Uh, yeah. Or does it not say? It says plus 1d6 HP slash rest. So you, uh, that's like part of being a bard is you get this song of rest. It's basically representative of at the end of a long journey, like when fo the party is gathered around a fire, a bard would play a song and it would lift people's spirits. And your magical song can actually heal wounds. Mm. So you would heal d6 wounds. Okay, uh, so... I guess I'll, I'll play a song of rest. Uh, I will say to Ben, I'm going to play you this song, and this is going going to make you stronger, and also in um, 
remembrance. <laughs> oh my god. Of the eggs. This rules. All right. Uh, of the eggs we lost. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Because so I can't imagine. I, I don't think I can like heal his limbs, but maybe just make him. Uh, ironically, you can. Okay. Well, not, ironically, is totally that is not how you use that word, Paul. But <laughs> right. uh, roll a d6 for me. Um, right. It doesn't heal dead things, but living things okay. uh, do heal from this spell. <laughs> this is not a craps table. <laughs> <laughs> One. <laughs> so, Son of a bitch. So a tiny little arm pokes out from... <laughs> Great. <laughs> from the side of his... Uh, uh, side of his torso and two tiny like little Deadpool legs shoot out from the bottom of his torso. And he immediately begins weeping again. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been so hungry I had to eat my own limbs. So sorry, Ben. Thank I promise. you, Gusher. I promise we'll get you full-size ones somewhere down the road. That is okay. I've learned. Once we get socialized health care and a couple other things. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you so much, Gudger. No one has showed me this kindness. Yeah. No, well, and, uh, thank you for giving me the key. And like I said, we're going to get you out of here. And now that you have legs, albeit... Very tiny ones for your body. <laughs> but but they're still legs. Still count. It's not the size that matters, Ben. <laughs> That's what they tell me. And they're right. I know I know where one of the other keys is. Fantastic. Do you know what's on the other side of this door? Um yes, okay, so I believe it's just a hallway. I believe this is the east hallway. And you know where the other key is? Is it in this hallway? Yes, it's down on the other side of the mansion. We're going to have to work on that list, my friend. <laughs> what, <laughs> not, not, not you. What, <laughs> what list? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> maybe we all have lists. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a little lisp inside of all of us. A tear runs down <laughs> Gudger's cheek. You get Creed starts playing. Uh, With arms wide open. Oh, no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Out in the sun. Okay. All right, enough. Enough of the jokes. This is serious miniature yes. leg arm fly stuff. I tell Ben, you take your time to say goodbye to your eggs since I have. I'm going to go listen, and I want to press my ear up against the door to see if I can hear any skittering any little noises. Nice. Roll perception for me, please. Alright. Here we go. 14 total. Okay, so you don't hear anything on the side, the other side of the door. Alright, Ben. We gotta move. <sighs> I'm with you, Gudger. Let's do this. I, I hand Ben my dagger. He takes it in his uh, little hand. Thank God. <laughs> You're lethal with that. Yeah, <laughs> deadly. <laughs> Sorry, I just got excited for you. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's really humid in here. It sure is. <laughs> sure is, buddy. <laughs> so, I, I, I guess is there a knob on the door or anything? Yeah, yeah. Maybe? It's just a normal. It is uh, what people call a door. I think I remember those. Yeah, you've heard of these, I think. You're a man of I was of on doors. that ladder for so long. <laughs> I don't know anything else but ladders now. That's right. All right. I slowly turn the knob and push the door open. Okay. So you you push the door open and you enter into the uh the east corridor. So you see a long hallway in the same styling as the uh, the mansion that you arrived in what feels like days ago but it was only a few but a few hours ago uh, so let's see this is number 18 on so you're in this corridor and uh, behind you is a, an L intersection that veers off to the left and then opposite that is the corridor, and you see all the way down on the other side is the foyer where you entered in. 
on opposites. So on the uh, on the sides of this corridor are three other rooms. So it's like uh, a hallway with uh, two doors on either side of the hallway, and you came from one of those doors. Okay. Um, we'll just say the north side of the hallway. So there's a door. There's one more door on the same side that you haven't opened, and then there's two other doors on the wall opposite you. Okay. And still can't hear anyone. Don't yeah, see it's, anyone. Yeah, it's, it's obscenely quiet. Too quiet. All right, I, w- I want to go to the door, uh, the first door that's across the hall from me. Whatever the nearest door across the hall. Rad. <laughs> so, you, o- <laughs> you open the door, and uh, inside the room uh, is a, looks to be a library. There's books in shelves along both walls, and in the middle of the room is a large bear in a cage. And as you open the door, the, a live bear, a live bear, starts roaring and like reaching its arms out from inside the bars, uh, with its maw, maw agape, snapping at you, um, trying to eat you. But it is held back by the cage that it is confined to. I, I don't think, I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> Bears freak me out. Really really harsh in my mellow, man. (laughs) Really harsh in my mellow. Sorry. I'm a fatalist. Uh, (laughs) Ben's the best, by the way. So when I made this, I just, like, thought of a bunch of weird rooms that would be in a mansion, and some of them I have, like, details in. This room is literally bear room, parentheses, a bear in a cage. (laughs) Perfect. I don't know. All right. There's a bear in this room. Do with it what you will. I turn to Ben. And I ask him, is it okay if we use some of your eggs? Wait, what? My babies? For what? If we're going to do this covertly, we need the bear to be quiet. And I don't know if we have anything else that we can use. Uh, we need to feed him, I think. Oh, God. My life's work. <laughs> uh, let's see. He uh, he begins crying. I suppose you're right. You may have them for your purposes of getting us out of this hellhole. Thank you, Ben. And like, like I said, we're going to get you those legs and that all... I, we're gonna get I, you those speech classes just I, like if you wanted. <laughs> I imagine a scene where he's dying and you're holding him in his arm, in your arms, your normal sized arms. <laughs> what were the speech classes like, Gudger? Were they nice? They're gonna be great. They're gonna be even better in heaven. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, so that flashback uh, like disappears. Okay. And uh, I, I thought you were just joking. Sorry, I didn't. No, no, no. That. Total. No, that's that's very okay. Uh, you sort of shake your head and come to, and uh, uh, Ben is handing you uh, two eggs. Thank you, Ben. They're gross and mucusy. Perfect. All the gravy we can get. <laughs> Baby gravy. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Edit that Taking out. that out in post. <laughs> 53 minutes. All right. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Never happened. Parentheses um, of baby gravy. <laughs> thank you, Ben. And I promise you'll be able to have many, many more babies just once we get out of here. You're, it, you're right. What's a, what's a few eggs? You gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, this is gonna be a great omelet, I promise. <laughs> it's gonna be a great omelet. Um, I so I have the two eggs, and I start approaching the bear cage. Yeah, the bear, uh, its its nose, uh, its nostrils widen, and you hear it breathe in deeply. 
Yeah. Oh, way better than mine. <laughs> you got the bugs for it. I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little sick, folks. I'm sorry. Do you need a Kleenex, by the way? Ah, oh, no, I'm fine. So, but um, yeah. So the bear sniffs in and is uh, it immediately <sighs> takes notice of the eggs in your hand, and it sticks. It's it's trying to stick its head from between the bars, but its head is a little too wide. So its its nose peeks out from between the bars, but its its cheekbones are too too wide, and it can't get past that. Okay. It's the sound of a bear. (laughs) That too. Just looking at a few things. Um, I'm getting closer to the bear cage. Like you said, he he, he seems interested in the eggs. And I take just one egg. And and I go... Kind of put... (laughs) Put my finger up to my mouth. Okay. Gesturing, please shut the fuck up. If I give you this egg, please. <coughs> and, and I start to try to squish the egg through the box. <laughs> All right, roll animal handling for me. All right, what, what, what dies? Like? It's a d20, right, and right, then right. animal handling is a skill. Right. 16, uh, 17. So you, like, squish this gross... Fly egg. Ah, oh, this is so gratuitous. Uh, through through the bars, and it like plops in on the other side, and the bear just like starts tearing it apart and chewing it, and then it looks up at you, and then goes back to the egg and slowly begins chewing it and eating it. Does the does the bear seem starved? Yeah, it. I mean, it it definitely went after the egg in a frenzied way. Ravenous. Yeah. Okay. Um, even though I know that the bear can't understand my words, I get even a little bit. <laughs> Go with me here. Yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I get a little bit close to the cage, and I, I make like a little kind of noise, like you would to a, an animal, yeah. dog. The, the bear's head cocks to the side, and I, I, I take the other egg and I kind of, you know, shake it a little bit, like, eh, you know. When, when, when I come back and sort of set it close to the cage, but not too close that he can actually get it, and I ascend to the light. So is is it, is it like the Beauty and the Beast library or something where there's like multiple multiple levels, or is it just like one big room with it, books everywhere? It's like the fanciest, nicest den you've ever been in. So it's not like this huge, expansive, like multi-story library. It's just a like large, forty by forty foot room with the walls lined with books. Gotcha. Okay. So I said and that at the there. center of this weird room is a bear in a cage. Right. So as he's devouring that egg, yeah, I go, you know, when I come back and shake the little egg, you know, just stay quiet kind of thing. Mostly just trying to put, put that energy of being like, I'm not leaving, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to finally actually just survey the room of books because I feel like because of people like to hide shit in books that's why yeah yeah roll uh roll perception for me you're just looking for anything that seems odd in, yeah in the walls of books Seventy three. <laughs> 16 <laughs> yep it's the 73 fucking nailed it won the game <laughs> you you win you win uh, you do find a odd book that is out of place from the rest of the voluminous tomes. Uh, it is sitting on an end table by itself, and the tome is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It's it's fifth. It's not Fifty Shades of Grey, but it is. It's. I'm li- sorry. It's, no, it's. A, I tried, it's but the stand up. <laughs> I just be sorry. I. I want it. I want it. It's great. Don't. Don't put those instincts aside. It's what we're here for. Uh, but the book is is not as you expect. Fifty Shades of Grey, a complete volume. No, no, no. Uh, it is a. Uh, it's got. The front cover is embossed with uh, three cloaked figures and um, it's it's written in uh, do you speak elvish is that a language you you know on your character sheet under languages oh 
Sorry, I, I legitimately, that. I was like, do I? Yeah, just no. like thinking by myself. I was like, I maybe no, a little, not you, AJ. A little we know you speak. <laughs> we know you speak Elvish. Does your character speak Elvish? You speak a little mountain dwarf. Let's see. Um. <laughs> you may not. I mean, if if. I think on the left side of the sheet, towards the bottom, I believe there's a space for proficiencies and languages. Oh, okay, I see. Common and orc. Okay, so, so no you do Elvish. not speak Elvish. So there is Elvish script that is written across the top of the book, and you denote that there are three uh, cloaked hu- uh, uh, humanoids that are on the front of the book. And inside the book is more of this elvish gobbledygook. Um, but you see a sketch of the door that you saw flipping through the pages. You come across one that's had, that's been dog-eared, and you see a sketch of the door that's down in the... The circular door with the three keyholes? Yep. Okay. Is there... I can't read it, though. No, you can't read. I go to Ben. Oh, let's let's see if he's got it. I'm gonna roll a d20, and um, he was he was a sorcerer, so he would have high intelligence. So we'll say he has a plus two to this roll, and the difficulty. We'll just say if he rolls above a 14, he can read it. And he rolled an 18, so he looks at it. At a boy. He he looks at it. Yeah, yeah. He get here. This is how they built this place. It looks like. Oh my god, gods above. This place is outside of time. And with with that, we'll go to our second break. Uh, Everybody, don't don't go anywhere. We'll see if Gudger can find the last two keys and get his friend Ben the speech therapy that he needs. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to get you those legs, Ben. (laughs) 